forthcoming in the fishbowl. Election 2020 predictions, and they're painful. Is woke culture wackadoodle? And I will personally end the chicken versus egg enigma. You're welcome in advance for that. Sounding good over there, Fishby. Thank you for the hot lead. That's my extra-dimensional partner in crime, Fishby, on the bass guitar, later the guitar and the Latin triangle. But first, before we get to the fishbowl, before we get to the world's most difficult questions, I got to tell you three things that are going on in my life that, that, that are all disturbing. Uh, two are personal, and, and the last one affects every single one of us and our kids and our grandkids and their kids and the future of civilization. So it has a relevant point. Believe me, we'll get there in a moment. First, my grandma, you know her, you love her like your grandma. She's 93 years old. She's a fighter. She's got breast cancer, and they don't even treat it because she's 93 and she's tough. She's had it for years, been walking around totally fine. That's how tough my grandma is, 93 years old. Well, last night, presumably after a glass or two of wine, the Cabernet Sauvignon, my grandma's at the Civic Theater. She gets into a fight and breaks two ribs. She's hospitalized as we speak. And by fight, that the fight, by the way, was with gravity. It was, a, it was a fight with gravity. Not against another person. It was a fight with gravity. And grandma, grandma lost and she fell and she broke two ribs. And this has me very, very concerned. And then even worse than that, you're not going to believe what happened to one of my daughters in Florida this weekend. This is infuriating. My grandma's situation is tragic. This is going to fucking piss you off. So my, my daughter and her friends, they're at one of those big entertainment plazas, all kinds of entertainment options, everything from mini golf to other things that aren't mini golf, right? It's like golf and stuff and the Karate Kid, more on board Karate Kid later. But her and her friends were there. Out of nowhere comes some moron screaming racial epithets at my kid and her group of friends. This individual bum rushes the group and pushes one of my daughter's friends so hard that he slams into my daughter. She slams to the ground, hits her head so hard on the ground that she blacks out and she has a fucking concussion. Now I'm trapped here in Spokangelis and I've been talking to her and all I want to do is be there and give her a hug and all I want to do, I, uh, it's one of those things that makes you so angry, but you, the only thing you can do is swallow the anger because who, who do you, who do you take that anger out on? My concern is first and foremost with the health of my daughter, but seriously, what the fuck? Also from the what the fuck file, what the fuck file, excuse me. This is a story that affects the future of civilization, as I was saying. 
not only today was, was the first day that the U.S. was eligible to formally withdraw from the Paris Climate Accord, put them on a year notice. Well, we filed that paperwork today at the United Nations. But that's not the outrageous part. We knew that was coming. This story from today's Washington Post. The Environmental Protection Agency to scale back rules on coal-fired power plants. Oh, really? Great. Again, if I can borrow a paragraph or two from the WAPO here. The EPA plans to relax rules that govern how power plants store waste from burning coal and release water containing toxic materials into nearby waterways. I repeat, releasing water containing toxic chemicals, toxic metals, excuse me, into nearby waterways. The proposals, which scale back two rules adopted in 2015, affect the disposal of fine powder and sludge known as, quote, coal ash, as well as contaminated water that power plants produce while burning coal. Both forms of waste can contain mercury, arsenic, and other heavy metals that pose risk to human health and, of course, the environment. This coal wastewater shit? This was supposed to be dealt with by now. These coal plants going back to something that passed in 2015, weren't supposed to be able to do this beyond this year, beyond 2019. But the Trump administration gave them an extension to 2020, and now that extension is out another eight years to 2028. This is the President of the United States who boasts in his State of the Union about the future of American energy being none other, and this is a quote, I'm not being hyperbolic, this is a quote, you may remember it, beautiful, clean coal. There is no such substance in the universe as beautiful, clean coal. I've said it before when the president says something this stupid. And I will probably say it again. But can someone please alert the flight attendant that I'll be requiring one of those bags? What the fuck? It's just crazy. I mean, the earth. Who needs it? Right? God bless. God bless. Fish B, take me out of this. Hit me with a smooth guitar transition to question one, buddy. Ow! Everyone loves the guitar. Feeling better already. Question one. We're now less than one year until election day 2020. Who wins the presidency and who controls the House and Senate? I mentioned in the lead that I thought this was going to be painful. And believe me, I am, I am in the anybody but Trump camp. I would elect a, a, a carving of a wooden beaver out of petrified wood over the current president 
of the United States of America. Literally anybody but Trump. But I think Trump would win this thing. And I'm not trying to scare you into voting. I'm not trying to scare you into activism. I'm not in charge of you. Perhaps you're asking yourself, well, what about impeachment? This impeachment thing seems like it's, it's just rolling right down the tracks every single day. It's, it's, it's not just one bombshell, it's multiple bombshells. How does he survive this? Well, the House is going to impeach him. The Senate, it is almost impossible to... I mean, anything can happen. I mean, there's a long time to go. But it is almost impossible to imagine a world where Senate Republicans actually do their job and protect the Constitution of the United States of America. They're not going to convict this guy. And even though the national numbers, it's like, holy cow. 53% of of everybody, they only not want the president impeached. They want him removed from office. That's an incredible number. Momentum. The Democrats have it. The public sentiment is on their side. Oh, not so fast. Not so fast. Because obviously this election, like all presidential elections, will be decided in the Electoral College. And from Florida to the industrial Midwest to Arizona to Nevada, impeaching the president is less than 50% popular. Right now in purple states, the idea of impeaching the president is underwater. So in a way, those national numbers that say 53% of the country, that's fool's gold. Like, that's almost what Hillary Clinton got, and how's her presidency going? So President Trump wins again in 2020. Fingers crossed it's not true. But as of right now, that's my prediction. And then who controls the House and Senate? The Democrats will lose seats in the House, but they will retain control. And again, there is a long ways to go, but that's my best educated guess. And Republicans will retain control of the Senate. Because who doesn't love Majority Leader Cocaine Mitch? He's a, he's a real hit with the, with the ladies. And really everyone in the country is a real, real fantastic uh, Majority Leader. Yeah, Fishby, I'm depressed now. Hit him with, uh, can we get some slap bass transition to the next question? Because I'd like to talk about something that'll make me happier. Nice, Fishby. Is woke culture phony activism? Well, this question doesn't make me a lot happier. I thought we were going to get to something that made me happy. Damn you, Fishby. This is, uh... President Obama said this last week that woke culture is is phony activism. And I couldn't agree more. Your angry tweets, maybe they make you feel better. I I, I don't know how 
but you send them for a reason and you send them and you're angry and, and everyone's up in barbs and it's, it's very hyperbolic. It's like, it's like a snap contest. It's like, uh, good, good God. You know what's better than that? Join a group. Go to a protest. Don't, even if you only have a dollar to donate, donate to a candidate. This is activism. Go to the Supreme Court and get yourself arrested in an act of civil disobedience. Don't do anything ugly. But yeah, woke culture is phony activism. You know what you could do instead of that angry, sending that angry tweet? You Use those Twitter thumbs to look up the phone number of your local representative in Washington, D.C. or your state capitol. Call their office and bitch. They have people answering the phones just to do that. And believe it or not, that kind of public sentiment, overwhelming sentiment, means so much more to these sensitive politicians than anything you're going to do online. So, yeah, I agree with President Obama. Woke culture, in terms of the Twitter side of it, is phony activism. The Me Too part of it, the respecting and loving our, our, our gay neighbors, yes, absolutely. That That's fantastic. Be woke in that way. Be open-minded woke. Don't be Twitter hater woke. Next, Fishby. Where do Beto's voters go? I dispute the premise of this question. Where do where do his voters go? He was polling underneath the margin of error. He might not have any voters. Uh, like one percent, two percent. Where do it does it doesn't matter where they go. It 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 doesn't matter. Next question. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Now, I've actually given this a lot of thought, and I think we're prepared to permanently unriddle this enigma on your behalf. I have no idea if unriddle is a word. My hunch is no, but we're using it nonetheless. Feel free to incorporate in your vernacular. And the beautiful thing about our English language is common usage makes anything correct. So ta-da, new word, unriddle. The egg had to come first. It had to, because over evolutionary time, things kept coming out of eggs that looked more and more like chickens until eventually one day it was a chicken. It, it, it cannot work the other way. Eggs beget eggs beget eggs beget a chicken. Unriddled. Next fish be Kitar. What's the most important thing you learned this weekend? What is the most important thing I learned this weekend? I'll tell you what the most interesting and, and, and honestly like confusing thing I learned this weekend. And I learned it by, it was a great episode of A Real Time with Bill Maher this week. If you haven't seen it yet, go back and watch it. But I didn't realize that 
as much as modern medicine knows, which isn't really that much, but it's so much more than we used to. We have it so much better than humans did 50 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago. They have no idea how general anesthesia works. They don't know how anesthesia works. Like, research that with your Twitter thumbs. It, that, that's mind-blowing to me. They know it works. They don't know why. And they don't know the long-term effects. And I've been knocked out for procedures more than 10 times, maybe more than a dozen. Five back surgeries, a knee surgery, three oral procedures, and then three back tests that were so painful that I was under general anesthesia, general anesthesia for those. And that's just off the top of my head. So isn't that weird? Like, like they don't know how anesthesia works. I know they don't really know how the brain medication they give me for bipolar, my mental health issues. I know that's a big fucking mystery. But anesthesia? That, I'm not sure if it's the most important, but it's the, the most curious thing. I learned this weekend. Latin triangle fish bee. Do the Latin triangle. It's always my favorite. So simple, yet so right. The Latin triangle. Will Angry Bob the music critic be back on Friday? I think there's a good chance that Angry Bob the music critic will indeed be back on Friday. That, that was a little fun. I, I didn't realize it was going to run 56 minutes long. I also, you live and you learn, because that was the first one that we've done and we've posted, uh, there was an issue, and this is a little technical behind the scenes, but whatever, you're down for it. There was a little issue uh, once it went through compression of, of getting from, from my DAW, my digital audio works, getting from the DAW to, to the internet, there's some compression involved, and that compression kind of fucked with the levels a little bit so if we can if we can unriddle that yeah then angry bob the music critic a uh, good chance we'll be back on friday next up fishby yo it's me fishby can I be the fried chicken commissioner? Fish B, I think you're just messing with me because we know no one loves fried chicken more than I do. And I don't know if it, what pace this is happening in different uh, food markets around the country. I, and I mean, like, 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 not like a grocery market, like, a, like, like, a, like an area, like a population. I don't know if this has happened where you are, but as of Sunday... My local Popeyes, which is which is is in Idaho, but just it's like a twenty minute drive for me. Uh, the fried chicken sandwiches are back, and I haven't had one yet. So at some point this week, I'm going to brave the lines and go eat like nine Popeyes chicken sandwiches. I look forward to that. So no, Fishby, you can be a lot of things, but you you cannot be fried chicken commissioner. Sorry about that. Hit him with the slap bass. Fish B, I said hit him with the slap bass. Thank you. 
Have you been to your first Spokane Community Against Racism meeting yet? Now, this is SCAR. This is, this is a local adv- advocacy group that I would like to be a part of. I'm not sure if they don't have someone checking, like, like, like I went online and they had, they had this whole form, like if you want to get involved. And I answered a bunch of questions, uh, what I was interested in. They even asked me like my preferred, this is, this is very progressive, my preferred gender, my preferred pronouns. And then they also asked me my race, I, I, white right there. Uh, in what ways are you willing to help? I, I checked every single one of them, you know, like whatever I could do if I'm healthy and I, like I'm like I'm down to help. I've yet to hear back anything. You would think I, w- I would at least get like some kind of like like generic, like automatically like like for like, like email that says, hey, th- thanks. We'll keep you in the loop for a Spokane community against racism meetings like I want to go to the clubhouse. But maybe this group doesn't want me, but I'll, I'll keep you updated on that. Next fish be Keytar Transition. What's your favorite day of the week? Believe it or not, my favorite day of the week is different than yours, but I, I know I'm a lot different than you. My favorite day of the week is Monday, because Monday... Life gets back to normal for me. I wake up and I watch Morning Joe on the DVR. I get my day going. I, I, I get my cardio in. I take my medication. I'm on something that resembles a schedule. Because, because of this show, my day has some structure. On the weekends, when I lose that structure, I, I, I struggle. So I, I look forward to Monday. Like I wake up, I'm, I'm like, yes, thank God. It's Monday. The podcast is back on. And now you, maybe you're wondering, well, if you really feel that way, why don't you do the podcast seven days a week instead of five? And I don't think that would be mentally healthy either. I think you have to take some break. I think that would just, that would, that would grind me down to mental hospital status in a way that, that none of us want to see me deteriorate. I think it's important to take a step back. You know, that's, uh, I think weekends are important in, in creative pursuits, or at least so, 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 so Mondays are my favorite day of the week. Sorry to uh, digress there for a moment. Next up, Fishby. Trump versus the whistleblower. Who you got? This isn't just Trump versus the whistleblower. This is every single Republican on Capitol Hill versus the whistleblower. And another, this is like, what the fuck? Like, like what part of, now you would think, you would think that these politicians, most of them have lawyer backgrounds, like half of them, they would understand the premise, the tone, the tenor, the intent of whistleblower protection law. But they don't think it applies here? This is, I, 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 honestly, this, this is a huge, huge head scratcher to me. They're like, America deserves to know the person that lit the fuse on the impeachment bomb. 
it doesn't matter who lit the fuse at this point. And it's not, this is so much bigger than the phone call. Day after day, I told there's multiple bombshells every single day. This thing is way past the whistleblower. And it's so just disgustingly obvious what they're doing. I mean, this, this is, don't like the message, shoot the messenger. How many times in your life have you heard that maxim? And it's exactly what the Republicans are doing. And I cannot believe that more than half the people in purple states are, are on that team at this point. It's mind-boggling, but it's true. And oh, there's Isaiah's music, which means we have arrived at our final question which always belongs to our very talented nine-year-old executive producer. And tonight, Isaiah writes, How do turtles have sex? I believe the old joke there is a uh, very slowly. Uh, but I don't, like, I, I'm guessing, um... Oh, uh, um, like, wouldn't, I, I honestly don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I can guess that, that part, part of the male house, uh, finds its way into the female house, and I think I've seen a meme or two of, like, a very disinterested female tortoise, like, like, that is, uh, for some reason, that image is ringing true in my brain right now. But that, that's, I think, I think that's how, I think that's how turtles have sex. That and very slowly. Which, which, which is, I'm in, I'm into the slowly thing. Like, years of foreplay? Like, where do I, where do I sign up for that? That would make, uh, that would make sex a lot scary. And now, my friends, time for the artist formerly known as Paleta Bola de Fuego, the paddle ball of fire. Uh, now, professionally known as the finale. Hit it, Fish B! Mexico is auctioning off six of El Chapo's mansions, tunnels included. I've never asked you for anything. Will you please buy me one? Can you pretty, pretty please buy me and Fish B one of El Chapo's mansions? I would love it. Speaking of El Chapo, his wife is going to star on VH1's cartel crew. Like that's not from The Onion, that's a thing, apparently. 95-year-old Jimmy Carter, he's back teaching Sunday school. That's a guy after my grandma's heart. E. Jean Carroll, the author and the advice columnist from Elle, she's suing President Trump because Trump said he's never met her. Of course, she gave a very credible rape allegation in her book, so she's suing the president. And lastly, uh, a birthdays, Matthew McConaughey, all right, all right, all right. 50 years old today. Happy 50th to maybe the coolest guy in America. And you know who else is having a birthday today? Kill the music, Fish B, because this is important. Ralph Macchio, the karate kid himself. Maybe the greatest. I mean, there's, there's, it, it's debated in, in, in very, very serious film schools. What is the greatest film of all time? Citizen Kane? Rocky or, or the Karate Kid. And more often than you would think, the Karate Kid comes out on top. That is American cinema at its finest. I love Ralph Macchio. I love the Karate Kid to the point I would, I would, I have tattoos, but I would, I would never get 
uh, knuckle tattoos because I'm not a rapper. And so I feel it's important that all my tattoos can be covered up by a dress shirt. So, uh, but if I was to get one, uh, I don't know which hand I would get it, uh, but I would get D L G F as knuckle tattoos. D L G F. You know what that means? Daniel LaRusso's gonna fight. Daniel LaRusso's gonna fight. Daniel LaRusso's gonna fight. Like, man, that is that is cinema magic. And that, my friends, is the podcast for this evening. Fish B, you tell Tongaleo to tell a bear cub to say goodnight. We'll be back tomorrow. Adios, amigo. I love you. Thank you for subscribing. I'm told that's a podcasty thing to say that I should say. So it's very podcasty. And because, I, because I'm told if I do real well, one day these will be on the internet, I got to get podcasty, right? So thank you for subscribing. And uh, if you're going to buy me one of El Chapo's mansions, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I love you for that. That's awesome. Uh, again, Tongaleo, tell the bear cub to say goodnight. Love you. <laughs>